Hello and welcome to Health Affairs This Week, the podcast where the staff of Health Affairs discuss the most pressing health policy news of the week. I'm Jessica Bylander. And I'm Rob Lott. Now, Jess, uh, before we get started, uh, I wanted to let our listeners know that Health Affairs is celebrating its 40th year. To help celebrate, we are offering a 40% discount on digital-only subscriptions to the journal and Insider Unlimited memberships. The sale ends at 11.45 p.m. Eastern Time today, if that's if you're listening on Friday, December 2nd today. And to uh, get that discount, use the code 4440. That's 40FOR40. 40 for 40, and we'll provide a link in the show notes. Well, I can't believe it's been 40 plus years since Health Affairs was first published. And um, there's also a really cool digital timeline on our website now, and it shows kind of how our history as a journal um, and other products has intersected with major trends in health policy. So listeners can also check that out on our website. Well, um, getting down to business this week, a headline that caught our eye was about Efforts in California by the Attorney General Rob Bonta, who recently won his election, to investigate racial and ethnic bias in healthcare algorithms. So a few months ago, Bonta sent letters to hospital CEOs in California asking how they and other providers were identifying and addressing racial and ethnic disparities in um, the decision-making tools they were using. And that's a first step in a Department of Justice inquiry into whether um, algorithms, commercial health algorithms used in healthcare, um, have discriminatory impacts based on race and ethnicity. And we've been hearing more and more about this, about the potential bias and um, the potential for racism within clinical algorithms. So we thought we'd unpack that in today's episode, talk about some recent developments on that front. But first, Rob, understandably, not everyone is familiar with clinical algorithms. Um, so what are they and what are they used for currently? Yeah, Jess, so algorithms, that's one of those words, right, that I think a lot of people uh, use and maybe not everyone um, really understands and maybe different people have different definitions for the term. But, you know, at its most basic, an algorithm is a set of rules or instructions for solving a complex problem or maybe even just answering a question. And it's essentially just a complex formula. So in many cases, these kinds of formulas are used to identify a subset of people or maybe events or episodes from within a much larger data set or or population, really. So just to use a simplistic example, um, if my credit card, Jess, were suddenly to be charged for 50 iPads purchased in Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, that system, the the credit card system, will will flag it, and I'll get a message asking if that was me that made that purchase, <laughs> um, or maybe it's possible that my credit card was stolen. Now, let's say I lived in Albuquerque instead of Chicago and ran a, an after-school program, maybe, where I regularly purchased iPads for our students. The system would not flag it, but um, in reality, they knew that wasn't me, and, um, and so they used the system to catch um, these instances of fraud. Now, the credit card company obviously doesn't have a bunch of human beings sitting in a room reviewing everyone's purchases. They have an algorithm which is essentially running on all the data they have on me, including past purchases, place of residence, occupation, 
and they use all that data and that formula to spot when something is amiss. So lately, these formulas have gotten a lot more complex and sophisticated using the so-called lessons learned from running the formula on the first thousand times, for example, to inform how it's run the next thousand times, uh, maybe to make it more accurate. And this is sometimes referred to as machine learning or even artificial intelligence, depending on really how sophisticated it gets. Wow. And, and how does this work in healthcare generally? Yeah, well, in a lot of different ways, but for healthcare, among many other settings, these formulas are sometimes referred to as decision-making tools, use that term at the top. Um, and they've really come into that role, I think, based on two key virtues. One is that the formula can be applied to a large data set, especially with modern computing. You can now process a lot of individual data points very quickly. So imagine applying these formulas to an entire hospital's patient population with the hope of identifying those most likely to benefit from a care management program. Or imagine a public health department combining Medicaid data with county jail data and a bunch of other sources to predict who in the county might be most likely to suffer an opioid overdose. So these are real scenarios and they get very complicated very quick. Now, that, so that's one virtue. Uh, as I said, a second virtue of uh, using al algorithms is the appearance of removing human judgment and all of its flaws from a given question. So in healthcare, we're worried about variation, right, for example. And um, so what if we applied a set of rules to key decisions um, with the hope of reducing some of that variation and therefore some low-value care? Now, I, I said it has the appearance of removing human judgment, Jess, but what our listeners didn't really know at the time was that I was doing that air quote thing with my fingers, um, because in fact, it really just shifts where that judgment is applied. After all, someone has to design an algorithm in the first place, right? And it's in that design process where the human judgment, including bias in many forms and other often systemic injustices, often find their way into the formulas anyway. And uh, for that reason, they've really come under fire in recent years. Um, Jess, can you talk a little more about some of those concerns? As you mentioned, it's, it's very complicated and there's um, a lot of data at play, you know, so-called big data. And any time that you're mining large, large data sets, big data for, um, to, you know, to make predictions or to help with decision makings, um, experts warn that the algorithm is only um, as good as the data it works with, and also that data and algorithms may reflect widespread biases in society. So problems arise when these algorithms, as you mentioned, might determine who's a good candidate for care management or other um, procedures or treatments result in disparate care or access for patients based on race or ethnicity. Um, and that is has been found to be the case in many of these algorithms. So back in 2019, a study published in Science by Ziad Obermeyer and colleagues made a really big splash when it found evidence of racial bias in an algorithm that's used for tens of millions of people, and it's used to target patients for a high-risk care management program. So these programs are designed to help patients with complex health needs by providing additional resources, including access to um, additional providers. 
Um, but since the programs are very expensive, health systems use algorithms to predict which patients would benefit the most from them so they can kind of target the program at those who need it the most, um, which is, you know, a noble cause in a sense. You know, you want to make sure that um, if you have limited healthcare dollars that it's going to the right people. But um, what turned out to happen is Obermeyer and colleagues found that black patients that were assigned the same level of risk in the algorithm were actually sicker than white patients. So in other words, fewer black patients were identified for care management programs, even though um, they were equally as sick and could have benefited from them. Um, And the authors found that if the algorithm weren't biased, um, the percentage of black patients receiving help from the program would more than double. Oh, wow. Did you learn why that was the case? Yeah, I mean, interestingly, the algorithm they studied didn't include race at all. It excluded race. So you might think, well, how could the algorithm be racially biased if race wasn't factored into it? Um, Well, the issue was that the algorithm predicted healthcare needs based on patients' healthcare costs. Um, However, due to a variety of factors, including factors that we know are linked to structural racism, black patients have lower health care costs than equally sick white patients. So we know that black patients historically don't have access to all the health care that they need, or they may forego care or not be offered the care they need. Um, So using health care costs as a proxy for how much health care you need can lead to the racial bias that um, the authors found in this algorithm. And that's not the only recent evidence of bias in algorithms. In a New England Journal of Medicine article from August 2020, the authors compiled a list of 13 algorithms that adjust for race across medical specialties and found um, the potential for bias in all of them. So, for example, the American Heart Association has the Get With the Guidelines Heart Failure Risk Score, and that assigns three additional points to a patient who identifies as non-Black. And in doing so, that characterizes black patients as being lower risk. So if you were following those guidelines, that could direct heart failure care away from black patients. Another example is the algorithm that's used to predict how risky it would be to attempt a vaginal birth after you've previously had a cesarean birth. And that algorithm predicts a lower likelihood of success for anyone who identifies as black or Hispanic. And that's problematic because generally, you know, vaginal birth is considered to have lower risks and um, some additional benefits. So even if you've had a a prior cesarean birth, like you'd you'd like to perhaps try what's called a VBAC. And so um, it turned out that women of color were seen as as being um, worse candidates for a VBAC. And um, other algorithms that they looked at run the risk of, um, you know, on one hand, steering patients of color away from cardiac procedures or delaying access to kidney transplantation or incorrectly classifying the severity of lung disease for racial and ethnic minorities. And, you know, we recognize now that race is a social construct rather than any indication of genetic or biological difference. So algorithms that change their output based on race or ethnicity can propagate false beliefs that race is biological or genetic, the authors of that study were were writing about. So clearly there are problems with these algorithms um, being biased, and there have been increasing calls and actions aimed at addressing this, including um, the actions by the California Attorney General. So Rob, can you say more about what's being done on this front? 
Yeah, just let me quickly point to a few examples of some ongoing policy efforts in this space. Uh, for one, Congress is getting into the act. Earlier this year, uh, Senators Ron Wyden and Cory Booker, uh, Representative Yvette Clark introduced the Algorithmic Accountability Act, which would uh, require companies to conduct impact assessments for bias um, when using automated decision systems to make uh, critical decisions. Um, we also recently saw a uh, new proposed rule from HHS focused on Section 1557 of the Affordable Care Act, which prohibits discrimination. Um, the new proposed rule would explicitly extend uh, these protections to the impact of clinical algorithms and prohibit the use of discriminatory algorithms in healthcare decision-making, also creating new mechanisms to support impacted individuals. We actually recently ran an article in um, Health Affairs Forefront um, by uh, authors Rohan Kazanchi, Aletha Maybank, and colleagues, which basically makes the argument for um, using this moment, this proposed rule, to uh, extend those protections further um, and really uh, zero in on ways to uh, to protect people from potential discrimination. So a lot going on here um, in the public sector to match um, some of the interesting stuff happening in the private sector as well, Jess. Yeah, it's, it's a complicated field. And I, I know there's some debate, you know, should we just not have these algorithms? Um, what what should we do going forward? And, and it seems like the bottom line is that um, these are necessary in clinical practice and that, you know, it's it's not possible for individuals to make these decisions for millions of patients quickly, um, but that we really need to be careful about how they're applied um, and ensure that they don't um, increase inequities or um, kind of reify um, problematic assumptions about race. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of work to do, but um, really important. Uh, and that sounds like a great place to wrap up. Um, so to our listeners, thanks for checking out another episode of Health Affairs this week. If you like this episode, tell a friend, leave a review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, Rob.